0: Welcome to the Emerge Podcast, where we invite local businesses to come and Emerge with us. We just take the time to interview business owners, but listen, listen, we're not just here to give you the mechanics of, hey, there's a business XYZ here in town, and we just want to talk about their business. Honestly, uh, one thing I hope that you get out of this podcast is we want to understand the stories behind the business, Because, again, you're going to hear me reiterate something over and over again. Like, seriously, I'm already exhausting myself because I know how much I'm going to say it. And you've not even heard me say it that much. But it's the fact that, listen, these business owners, um, they're choosing. Listen, we're all trying to take care of our family in some way. But these business owners, they, they are all over the Shenandoah Valley. And they're trying to serve their local communities. Local business is important. And so much of the time, local business is not giving the attention it should be. But it's not just about saying, hey, here's XYZ business. Let's talk about their products. Let's talk about their business. I don't want to just do that. I want to hear about the stories behind the business. I think that that's just as important. But before we go there and we we talk to our guest today, I do have a subject I'd kind of like each two cents on. Feel free to uh, comment wherever you see this podcast at. Uh, We're actually waiting to hit Spotify. Right now we're moving through Anchor. Um, Spotify, it's going to They said that it would take us like three weeks to be approved for them. So, whatever. But that is not what I want to talk to you about. Actually, time management. Not having enough time. You ever have those conversations with people where you just don't feel like you have enough time? Right. Yeah, you know, I had a friend who hit social media today and uh, was asking his friends on social media, I guess I would be one of those, but I uh, was wanting to know if one of his friends could help him find 10 hours in this week for him to have just to accomplish everything that he's done. Doesn't that sound familiar? I really I have a solution to this, and my solution is very simple. If we would just start walk, working a little bit sloppier, working a little bit more haphazard, producing a little bit more sub-quality of whatever we're doing, we would get things done a lot faster. Time would be amazing, because then we could fit more things in that we need to get done. Just work a little sloppier. here it's you know it's just one solution people uh the other solution you know i could just offer you go to a store purchase a clock you just bought yourself some time other than that i've got nothing for you it seems to be an ongoing subject for so many people but with that said i can't help anything with time right now however I am with the owner of New Creations here in the Shenandoah Valley, Harrisonburg, Virginia, Sabrina Dorman Andrew.
1: You got it. Shoo.
0: Asked me to say it five times fast. It's not going to happen. I was sweating it a little bit for those of you who are listening, if I could get through her name. It's not personal. I was a little worried, though. You hate to mess people's names up that you have on your podcast. Anyway, that being said, hey Sabrina, why don't you give us an introduction to you to New Creations?
1: Yeah, so New Creation is way more than just a business. We actually are a nonprofit based right here in Harrisonburg, Virginia. And our mission is actually to creatively counteract human trafficking with a local heart and a global approach so what that really means is we have this really amazing two-fold organization so most people know us because of our shops so they come into one of the spaces they shop with us but they don't maybe know about our mission of counteracting trafficking it isn't just pretty things it's literally helping to push back and fight against human trafficking so our shops actually work with over 60 different partnerships around the globe, and we market items that are either survivor made, so literally made by girls who have been rescued from and coming out of trafficking, or groups of artisans that are very vulnerable to trafficking, so fair trade. So our shops really, our tagline is shop and do good, and so really you have the opportunity to spend money in a very wise way that helps push back trafficking. And then the second piece of what New Creation does is really to help raise awareness around the issue of trafficking. We try to dispel myths. There's a lot of myths regarding human trafficking and miscommunication or some stories that are sensationalizing um, the issues. So we really want to in the community having conversations about the who what when where and how of trafficking and then also making sure local students are connected to prevention education so we're in schools new creation to date has worked with over five thousand students to raise awareness and really bring prevention education to local middle school and high school students
0: that is a potent introduction while we're here before we go any farther and you're able to share with us more about um, who you are as far as new creations and we get into some of your story why don't you go ahead and just tell the audience the different ways that they can find you online from your shop and social media platforms
1: yeah so if you're looking for our our online shop it's newcreationva.org and we're also newcreationva.com for our mission side Um, but we are also, like I mentioned, heavily on social media and you can find us at new creation VA that's on Instagram, Facebook, and Pinterest.
0: Fantastic. Sabrina, before we go any farther, I would just like you to talk a little bit about, uh, just your story uh, and just sharing some of the things that you had to go through because quarantine kind of just snuck up on everybody. I think there are just some things that that could be highlighted and spotlighted just to share about what you've had to do with new creations as a business uh, to be able to counteract uh, just some of the, for lack of better words, the inconvenience of what uh, businesses have been put through. Would you talk to us about that?
1: I appreciate that. You know, it's uh, We fumbled around a lot. I think a lot of small businesses were challenged. As soon as we realized, oh my goodness, our brick and mortar stores aren't going to be open to the public. What's next? We were lucky and very fortunate that we already had an online presence. Um, shockingly, most people who find us say, we, find, we found you on Instagram or we found you on Facebook. So we spend a lot of time and a lot of effort on social media, connecting to people. Um, So that I think helped us really truly, it helped us connect to a a broader audience than just our local community and we have an online store. And so we instantly, I mean, within days of our our shops being closed, we started focusing on how do we get as much product on our website. Um, We were really lucky. I had a conversation with a good friend of mine It was like day two of what are we gonna do and she said you know people love to give gifts maybe if you came up with gifts that people could buy online and send to encourage and so I was up until midnight that night thinking through what are these gifts gonna be called and I came up with love and sunshine and so we launched this love and sunshine campaign with the idea of maybe right now you're not gonna buy a gift for yourself but your mom that you're not spending mother's day with or your best friend who's having a birthday or your teacher your kid's teacher that now they're disconnected with so our whole idea was how do we spark love and encouragement in a hard season but also help move products that we need to move for our mission to continue and so we thought we'd maybe sell i was like well if we sell 10 that'd be great um, we have sold hundreds and we have shipped them to almost every single state in the nation. And so that has been a really beautiful way of making sure that our business is still t- surviving, but also seeing how those packages really did spark encouragement and love in a time that, you know, felt unbearable at moments.
0: Encouragement is amazing. And I think that when you can mingle it in with your business itself, I think it's a win-win. I know that part of one of the challenges as emerged that we have faced is it's not just about, hey, we, we do digital marketing. Hey, we do web design. I've had to be willing to, and listen, I don't say that like had to like it was a struggle, but I had to be aware that sometimes people just needed to be heard. Uh, we didn't talk business at all. And it was just a matter of being willing, being able to just listen to people where they were because some of what we've been through I think it's just traumatic for anybody. I can tell you being quarantined and being stuck inside uh, is something that I've had to walk my family through to be able to speak into their life and to keep them encouraged that this is not the end of the world. For you to be able to cross it over with business I think is phenomenal. So for the next part of our conversation, I genuinely don't want to lead it in any one direction except to ask you. What is your heart for the Shenandoah Valley? What is your heart for the local area?
1: I'm born and raised here in the Shenandoah Valley, and I get emotional just saying I really love this community. I love Harrisonburg. I love the Shenandoah Valley. I love the people. And one thing that I think is so amazing, now that I travel a lot outside of the area and even into other countries, I realize how fortunate we are to have the community, to be placed in the community that I'm placed in. I find that just incredible. There's not a competition among small businesses here um, it feels like community. We are for one another. We're cheering one one another. We're standing with one another. We're collaborating right, with one another. And I used to think that was normal. I just thought that's how people did business. And the more that I've talked to friends who are in different locations, I recognize what an amazing neighborhood and community that new creation is placed in not just from the shop side but i look at it too you know we're a non and so our donors our shoppers are here yes but our donors the money that operates our business and our mission comes from this this community it's these individual people these community businesses we were so shocked Um, we have our annual fundraiser coming up and I was so surprised by how many small businesses still sponsored and gave in the middle of the hardest year that small businesses are facing and we still have people coming up and saying we believe in freedom we believe in your mission and we're not gonna just say that we're gonna write you a check so your annual fundraiser can happen and I just don't think that's normal I think when you're from here Even just how beautiful it is. I'm like, oh, every place looks like this. And then I travel and I'm like, oh my goodness, we are so fortunate to be here in Harrisonburg and in the Valley. So I love it. Love this community so much.
0: What I've learned about this area is a lot of people echo your heart. But hearing, you know, just your heart for the area, um, to say the least, phenomenal to build on it. I know as a company emerged, you know, our, our burden has produced... Um, there are a lot of things we want to do. One of the first things we were able to do was to build a directory for uh, local business in the Shenandoah Valley. Um, and I know you're on it, um, but shoplocalshenvalley.com. Uh, good night for us. That was just, That's just a beginning place. There's much more that we want to do to highlight local business, to highlight our community. And listen, if you're listening and you're not on the directory, shop localshinvalley.com. There's no shame in my game to promote that thing. Why? Because our heart in it is to promote the local area. I know that our initial analytics were amazing. Um, quite frankly, I've not followed up, so I don't know what they have been, but I can tell you initially they were doing really well. Um, and it's just out of that, that's our burden for the local area. But. You know, I I don't want to get, get on that. We need to transition. This podcast is only so long. I want to ask you, you have an event coming up this weekend. Would you please talk to us about a weekend of freedom?
1: Yeah, so we are really excited this year due to COVID and the changes of how we typically pull off our annual fundraiser. Instead of it being one night, we're doing it over the two days. Like you said, Friday, October the 2nd, and Saturday, October the 3rd, we're holding it at our South Main location, which is 3051 South Main Street. We're on the south end of Harrisonburg. So Friday, you can pop in anytime between 1 and 3, and Saturday, anytime between 11 and 1, you can chat with our staff, talk about what we do, why we do what we do, how we do what we do. Um, we have a giving wall that you can make a donation, an amazing fair trade and survival survivor made raffle. Um, it's over $1,000 worth of gifts that you can win. Broad Porch is bringing their adorable coffee camper um, one site and then we also have Rosie and Co taking pictures so there's a lot of fun to be had but it's super casual pop in see what we're doing if you've never been to the shop this is a perfect opportunity to go and see what we're doing go inside the shop you can absolutely shop but you can also donate towards our mission
0: now um, that is uh, a weekend of freedom October 2nd and 3rd what I want to do now is identify why you do what you do. Yeah. Um, I think that, um, as, as I've expressed to you, just you know, trying to get to know you before the podcast, so that I'm not like just shooting in the dark here with where we're going. Um, you know, the subject of human trafficking. I I think that we're getting to a place that light is being shined on it, but there are not many voices like yours willing to take it on. So. From there, um, how did, how did, let's hear about the story.
1: Yeah, so New Creation got started in a very, I mean, very small way. It was about 10 years ago. um, There was a young lady who came to share at our church and talked about what she was doing in Gulu, Uganda, what was supposed to be a couple weeks in when the mission field ended up being years. And she was talking about women coming out of the sex trade. And one of the biggest um, things that really struck me was it wasn't your typical charity organization where they were giving funds to people who were suffering. Instead, they were utilizing social enterprise. So they were creating jobs that helped restore dignity in women that were coming out of trafficking. And then that job helped sustain her and her children. And I thought it was just a, an amazing um, model to the issue of trafficking And I was really interested, but it wasn't something that I thought, oh, I should just sell all my stuff and go to Africa. It was what can I do right here, right now, that would help assist the work being done. And so I reached out. She shipped a bunch of jewelry that the girls had made and let us sell it in our dining room. And what happened in our dining room, it was so interesting because I was telling the story of the jewelry. I was having conversations about trafficking. People were asking me really good questions that I didn't have the answer to, and I didn't really like that. And so that really sent my husband and I on a journey of what is human trafficking? This is what it looks like in Uganda. We could understand that because of her story, but we really wanted to understand what does it look like in our nation? in our state and in our community and so that is really what started so what started as a necklace in our dining room now is 60 different organizations that we partner with two brick and mortar locations and in online shop all that's helping fuel and counteract human trafficking
0: so then um off the cuff i have a question for you because this is obviously something that your husband is somewhere between supporting you in and walking with you in. That's a process. Mm
1: -hmm. That's a
0: process. Because like your influence to be able to do what you do is now going to influence other homes to figure out what type of voice they're going to have for it. No expectation, but to what degree you're comfortable sharing, what was that process like? both you and your husband having to work this out to figure out what this commitment was Mm -hmm. and what we're taking on. Because this is an all-consuming subject. Yeah. Uh,
1: It is, you know, and it's interesting because when we started New Creation, I had a great corporate job. I made good money and had great benefits. And the reality was the more New Creation grew, the more it was very, I mean, it was very apparent that I was going to have to quit my job at some point. And I was a little less... um, willing to do that to jump in and my husband was the one pushing and saying no i see this call on you i see the i know that you can do this we're going to be okay one of my favorite stories though so our shop the our south main location where our, our shop and our offices are was a former pornography shop and my favorite conversation with my husband and i was i told him one day i'm pretty sure we're supposed to buy the former pornography shop and he's like um excuse me say what like he couldn't get behind that at first and it brought a lot of laughter and a lot of conversations but you know even that even though he couldn't grasp that vision at first he stood with me because he believed in the call of my life and he believed in this mission and so he got behind it and you know we ended up buying it and now that's where our our flagship store is but he has been it's been huge for him to walk alongside me. Actually, he's the only male on staff, and that has been a beautiful picture of safety to a lot of the girls that we work alongside because I had a, I had a JMU student, and she, um, she interned with us, and on the last day, we were sitting and having coffee, and she said, do you know that Steve is the first male in my life in authority who has not been inappropriate with me, and it was so tragic for me to hear that that throughout her life, men and males that have held a role of authority over her have exploited that. But it also showed me what a um, anchor he is to our organization and how important his role as a as a strong, supportive, safe male for our mission and the girls that work with us. A lot of a lot of the women who. Um, give their time and and work for us you know my my story is I come from sexual abuse and so no I'm not a survivor of trafficking but I understand exploitation and it it ties that tragedy ties me to what I do and it makes me empathetic in a different way and so so many of the women who um, join new creation that's their past too and I can't I can't say enough how having him work alongside of us, um, how it restores something in the girls that we work with.
0: No, I can see that, because we, we already are in a generation that lacks fathers, mm-hmm. uh, especially fathers without an agenda that are willing to lay their life down for their families. And so um, you're hitting a, a hot button of mine. So uh, I think that that is phenomenal. And uh, my hope is, is that that is a trend that will continue uh, and reap much fruit. Um, So, that is um, one of those where you wanna take a pause and just kinda soak that story in. Um, But, we can't yet. I still have a few minutes to take up in this segment. So, lead us in, uh, you know, we had had some technical difficulties. Lead us in with uh, just what you were sharing um, about um, a young lady who when you introduced her to the term of human trafficking it, it shined a light on her entire life.
1: Yeah so early on when new creation began we would travel to churches and community you know community groups and share about our mission and I always started with what's the definition of human trafficking? The truth is most victims don't self-identify as victims, so that's not shocking. You know, most people who have been victimized via human trafficking would never say that that was their story. So I had a young girl in my community, which is Elkton, um, after sharing at her church, she walked up and said, I didn't know that it had a name. And I said, what do you mean? And she said, this is my story. And so her story, which she allows me to share, her story was her mom was her trafficker. So many times people hear trafficking, human trafficking, and think of some stranger in a white van that kidnaps her kids and sells them on the black market. We don't necessarily realize how many traffickers and pimps are those people in our lives, Um, neighbors, friends, family members. And so when she shared her story, her mom was a drug addict. She realized very early on in her daughter's life that she could barter, she could sell, she could trade her daughter to support her drug habit. And she did that for 10 years. And so it was so eye-opening for me because I got started in anti-trafficking and Uganda, you know, 8,000 miles from my hometown, and standing in front of her and hearing her story was so shocking, really. I mean, I knew trafficking was everywhere, but it's something different when you're standing in front of somebody. This girl went to my high school. We graduated in the same high school. More than likely, she probably went to the same physician that I had, because we only had one doctor in town. You know, I thought about how many safe adults were in this girl's life that did not pick up on trafficking. And so she really sparked not just the prevention education piece to go and make sure kids are connected to prevention education but really the community awareness piece of we need to be in front of teachers faculty staff counselors at schools we need to be in medical facilities training people to understand trafficking does not always look like how hollywood depicts it it actually rarely looks that way and so we spend a lot of time in the community and schools raising awareness so safe adults right us our, the citizens of our community, we can see when something's not right. We see it through a different lens when we're educated about it. You know, I can't tell you how many conversations I've had with teachers that after we share, she's like, "I could name ten students right now that have these red flags." But without the, without that education and without that awareness, students get overlooked, and these situations happen in plain sight, right in front of us, and nobody reports it. And so. Her story really has sparked that piece of our mission to make sure people have the awareness of what trafficking looks like.
0: I'm confident that what you're sharing in this little bit of time is barely the tip of the iceberg. And man, I would, I would so enjoy, Sabrina, just to sit down with you and your husband and just hear what you've been through. But obviously, not for now, totally fine. But i tell you what, if there's anything you would want to end this podcast on, I just want to give you the room now uh, to do so. So go ahead.
1: I think it would be that new creation, we want to be a bridge for every single person that cares about human trafficking, that hears about the issue and wants to do something. Maybe they don't know what to do. New Creation wants to be that bridge, so you can be a part of counteracting human trafficking by shopping. You can do that in person. So our South Main location is open Monday through Friday, eleven to four, and Saturday nine to four. We have our downtown location, which is a is um, located in the Agora Downtown Market. That's open Tuesday through Saturday, eleven to six, and then of course we're always open online. So you can find us online at New Creation VA dot org and connect with us on all the social media platforms at new creation va
0: you know what you just made this so easy <laughs> i don't even ha- i don't even know why i'm here i should have just dropped the microphone off at your business and just let you do your thing come back and pick it up that's awesome listen this has been a treat uh i hope um people will kind of engage this podcast i think it's worth it talk about high points low points talk about what you've heard that has spoken to you new creations here in Harrisonburg, Virginia, Uh, not just a business, but people with a message and a purpose. So uh, thank you so much. This has been awesome. Appreciate it. All right.
1: Hey, till next time, um, y'all be good to each other. Catch you later. Bye.